Welcome. We're thrilled you're here with us on a very unique Mother's Day Sunday. Normally we would be here and loving on each other and and celebrating our moms together. We can't do that this Sunday, but we can still celebrate our moms together, and we plan to do that today. We plan to honor uh, those of you who have been so gracious to us through life. There's nothing like a blessing of a Christian mom, and we give thanks to the Lord for you, and we celebrate you today. We thank you for all the sacrifices that you made through life for us, and we don't take that for granted, and we do give praise to the Lord for the great gift of our mothers. I want to thank everyone for all the sacrifices that you've been making during these last weeks and in trying to continue ministries online and doing all kinds of unique uh, activities and Zoom classes and everything else that you've been doing. Thank you for continuing the ministry here at National Heights, and we look forward to how God's going to use that in days ahead. I uh, thank you for your continued gracious giving. You've been so faithful in sending in your tithes and offerings by mail or through our online giving platform. We, we are so appreciative of all that you are doing to help us continue the ministry here and, and to look forward to the day that we'll finally be able to be back together again. We're glad you're here with us worshiping this morning. In most homes, you have to know who to ask. Now, in my home growing up, at least during the week, that was my mom. My dad's job uh, made him be out of town through the week on a lot of, of weeks. So while he was out of town, mom was the parent in charge. If I needed a permission slip signed, if I needed to know what time ba baseball practice was going to be, if I needed to know where my socks were, mom was the one to ask. If there was a sock on the loose, my mom would hunt it down. <laughs> Today we celebrate those champions of our life, those moms who did all those things for us through the years so that we could grow up, so that we could be healthy, and for so many of us so we could come to know the love of Christ. I still give thanks for my mother. She's gone on to be with the Lord in heaven now. But I give thanks every day for all the sacrifices that she gave so that I could come to know Jesus and so I could serve the Lord and so that I could grow up in a Christ-honoring home. All you moms today, we salute you and we celebrate all that God has done through you in our lives one of the great things so many of our moms do is point us to God. Many of us could give testimonies to ways that our mothers taught us about Jesus. Moses steps into that role for the nation of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 10, starting with verse 14. He reminds them that God is in control. In verse 14, the Bible says, To the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. Yet the Lord set his affection on your forefathers and loved them. And he chose you, their descendants, above all the nations as it is today. The Bible reminds us in no uncertain terms that God rules it all. 
The Bible tells us that we are to follow God's commands, first of all, because He is God. In this passage, as we saw last week, Moses had reestablished the Ten Commandments. God had written those on another set of tablets after the first tablets had been destroyed. Now that the people had God's law, there was a very important question. Why should they follow God's commandments? Well, actually, there were several really good reasons why they should follow His commandments. First of all, they should follow God's commandments because that was the best they could possibly do. They could have no better life than a life lived according to their Creator's command. He made them. He knew what was best for them. But secondly, they should follow God's commands because they really wanted everybody else to follow God's commands too. Nobody wanted anybody stealing anything from them. Nobody wanted anybody murdering them. And if you don't want somebody doing something to you, well, you can know that they don't want you to do it to them either. The only fair thing is for all of us to treat each other the way that we would want to be treated. And God's commandments ensured that. But it was more than just making the world a better place. Moses starts out with the most important truth that the people of Israel needed to understand. We should follow God's command because He alone is God. There in verse 14, To the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. Why should Israel, or or anybody else for that matter, Follow God's commands? Well, because everything is under His authority. The heavens, the highest heavens, the earth, and everything in it. Well, that pretty well covers it. God is over everything. He is sovereign over nature, sovereign over history, sovereign over the future, sovereign over eternity. There's nothing that God does not command. There's nothing that God does not control. That means whoever you are, God has authority over you. God made you. He fashioned you exactly the way He wanted you to be. And He knows what will work best for you. Following His command is the very best life that you could possibly have. And He has every right, every authority to tell you what's best for your life. He And He alone is God. Like most kids, I I asked my mom why I had to clean my room. And like most moms, she knew better than to try to reason with me, although there were plenty of reasons to clean my room. Finding my bed would be one of them. But she answered the way that 99.99% of moms around the world answer that question. Clean your room because I told you to. And that was enough. She was mom. I wasn't. 
So the dirty t-shirts had to go in the hamper. And besides, they were getting a little ripe. We don't like to be told to do something just because somebody tells us to do it. Especially when that someone doesn't have a right to tell us to do it. That really rubs us the wrong way. But it makes us angry sometimes, even when someone who has the authority to tell us what to do, tells us what to do. I'm guessing you probably didn't like it when your parents told you to clean your room either. We need to understand something very important about God. He really does have the authority and every right to tell us how we should live our life. He really does know what's best for us. He really did fashion us, make us exactly the way He wanted us to be. And our life will be the very best it can be when we follow His command. But even if that wasn't true, it would still be the right thing to do. It would still be right to follow God's command simply because He is God. But there's so much more. We not only follow God's command because He has the authority to give His command to us, we follow God's command because He loves us. It would have been enough for Moses to hand the nation of Israel the tablets with the Ten Commandments and simply say, here's what God said, now go do it. That would have been enough. But Moses knew there was something more. Something wonderful, something amazing. God loves us. Verse 15 in Deuteronomy chapter 10 says, Yet the Lord set his affection on your forefathers and loved them, and he chose you, their descendants, above all nations as it is today. The God who created the universe, the God who has authority over all things, that same God chose the people of Israel. It wasn't because they were rich and powerful, because they weren't. They were a nation of slaves. They had nothing. It wasn't because they were some of the best people on earth. There were many times they were not. In fact, Just a few days before this passage was recorded, they were dancing around worshiping a golden cow. God didn't choose them because of their possessions. He didn't choose them because of their power. He didn't even choose them because of their character. God chose them out of His love and mercy. God has loved Us with that very same love. Here's how Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 describes it. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace 
you have been saved. The God who is the Lord of the universe, the one who is in authority over everything, that God who is perfectly righteous and completely just, that God who is sovereign over all history, who is in control over the present and who knows and holds what is to come, that same God loves you. I bet your mom said this to you somewhere along the way. Maybe you were being punished for something that you did wrong. Maybe your mom wouldn't let you do something you wanted to do because she knew it was going to hurt you. Maybe she told you no about something that you really didn't need. And you responded with something like, well, well, why are you doing this to me? That's so unfair. And she said, I did that because I love you. Now, now most of us didn't fully understand that until we had children of our own. And we gave the very same answer. And uh, we didn't let them run in the street. We didn't let them grab that hot pan Because we love them. And suddenly, those words from years gone by from our parents make a whole lot more sense. God gives us His command because He is God. And that would be enough. But there's so much more. God gives us His command because He loves us. He loves us with an everlasting love. In fact, we love Him because He first loved us. We follow Him because He's God. He deserves our obedience. But there's more. We follow His command because He loves us. On this day that we honor our mothers and give thanks for all their love for us, let it be a reminder to express our thanksgiving and praise to the one who loves us with an everlasting love. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. A love that goes beyond human ability to fully comprehend or describe. You love us not because we are deserving of your love, because we don't. You love us because you are a merciful and graceful God. And so we give you thanks. And on this day that we honor our mothers, we we give you thanks for them for all that they mean to our life. But let that be a reminder to us of your great love for each of us. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This morning, for the very first time, you may be understanding God's love in a a brand new way. 
Before, when you thought about the Bible, when you thought about God, you, you just thought about a bunch of rules that didn't really seem to apply to you. But all of a sudden, something's different. Because suddenly you realize, wait a minute, God loves me. And, and that recognition brings about a whole new question. How could God love me? Because as we think about our lives, we think about all the mistakes we've made, all the things we've done wrong, all the things that we've done that we knew God did not want in our life, and we did them anyway. And as we look at all of that mess that we've created, we think, how could God ever love me? Well, here's the the good news. God loves you with an everlasting love. So much that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on a cross for you. And then three days later, Jesus rose again to prove God's love for you. And we would like to share that love with you today. Maybe you're wondering, how can I respond to that kind of love? That's the God that I want in my life. How do I do that? We want to help you this morning. You'll simply email us here at the church, nhbc at nationalheights.org. We'll send you some information to describe the simple step of faith that you can take to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Every one of us has to admit that, that we're a sinner, that we've turned away from God. Everyone has to admit our need for what only Jesus Christ can do. And then we have to believe in Him to recognize that, that He alone could give the perfect sacrifice on the cross for us. That He alone has risen from the grave and therefore He alone is Lord. And as we receive Him as our Lord, we receive Him as our Savior, the one who transforms our life, who makes us brand new. We'd like to share with you how you can do that today. You simply email us here. We'll be glad to get that information to you. Maybe there are some other questions on your heart. Maybe you're looking for a church home. We'd be glad to share with you how you can be a part of the wonderful things God's doing through National Heights Baptist Church. Maybe there's a prayer need that you would like to share with us. We'd be glad to pray with you. You simply contact us here at the church. We will be glad to share with you all the love and wonders of God's mercy for you and your family. Thank you for being a part of our worship today. We thank you for ways that you continue to serve faithfully, uh, giving to the Savior from your tithes and offerings, allowing God to use your time and just picking up the phone and calling somebody and checking on them or taking care of a ministry need. You are a wonderful, faithful people. It's a privilege to be your pastor. We give thanks for you and pray that God will bless you and your family this day.